Hey, it's Lisa Kordoff and I, like many of you, have had a rough few years and somewhere along the way, just felt like I lost my spark. So it is time for something radical. I have pulled the kids out of school for five months. We've strapped on the backpacks and are heading away for an overseas adventure. (laughs) Who knows what's to come? Thank you for joining me as I take Conversations on the Road. So I have had a lot of questions about why I have chosen the particular route I've chosen and the countries that I have chosen on this trip. So I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown because I can then just direct everyone to this episode so you can have a little listen. I was kind of vague about the itinerary before I left on on socials because it wasn't all totally locked in. (laughs) Yep. And in some cases, there's about seven weeks that still aren't. But let me tell you a little bit more about all the decision making for this. So originally, when I came up with the idea or when I was putting together the idea, I had wanted to do six months and I wanted to do a month in six different countries. So I didn't want to move around a lot. I wanted to find a spot to live and just spend a month there, being a part of the the local kind of culture. Uh, I was looking on a whole heap of different sites. There's stacks of different ways in which to to find accommodation around the world. I you know, was looking at house sitting and pet sitting and doing all those sorts of things. And then a few things started to happen with work and I, I thought I was actually, I'm actually most likely going to be needing to be home by, by mid-November. So that idea kind of got cut back. I realized that there was just so much that I wanted to see. When I started to engage the kids in the conversation for this, which I did pretty early on because I wanted their buy-in. I didn't want to just make the decision and then go, and we're off. I mean, they'd freak. It's a pretty big thing to do. So I started planting seeds a long time, like months before beforehand when I was considering it. Like imagine what it would be like if we could have a big trip overseas. Imagine if we went and really saw some, some different places you know, and then I would start to really sort of talk about if we went, we, we would have to say goodbye to Omar and Pop and we would have to say goodbye to, you know, soccer team and netball team and it would probably mean you guys, my daughters couldn't be in in the school production this year. And I just let it all marinate for them and just really started to sense for them, what it would all kind of mean. And and while I was doing this, I also was getting them excited about where they might go. So a lot of what we're doing, not, not a lot, but some of it, is because it was the kids' idea. For example, the first place we went to was Japan because it was pretty much the only place my son wanted to go. So off to Japan we went. It was really interesting also for myself to see 
where I actually really wanted to go. If it wasn't going to be a put ourselves in a place and be there for a month, where could we go? And also remembering that this is the first time I've traveled with the three kids on my own. The only time they've ever been overseas before was a trip to Bali four years ago. And I have lost my, my traveling mojo. I mean, uh, probably not the only one over the last few years who wasn't feeling as confident as I used to. I mean, I used to travel a lot and a lot with the kids up and back from Sydney to Melbourne, up and back from Brisbane to Melbourne. I used to take two toddlers and a baby from Brisbane to Melbourne on my own. I'd I'd do it without Nick most of the time because he'd be working or, you know, we needed to get flights because we were using staff travel that were outside peak times uh, so we could get on because you're flying standby the whole time. So that's the other, I mean, I'd even be flying standby with, with babies and toddlers. I was a pretty great traveler, but I, I definitely, I just lost my confidence with it. I, I don't know if you've been back at an airport since COVID times, but the first time I did, I was like, what, how do we, hang on, where do we go? What do we do? How do we, what, these bag tags, do I need one? I don't know. Should I, should I weigh my carry on? Are they going to be strict? It was so weird, wasn't it? And so I felt really, I felt nervous about doing this on my own. I really did. Now that I'm, I'm here and I'm on the road, I feel like my confidence has just skyrocketed, actually in a million different ways, just because I have kind of conquered this, just because I'm doing, I'm doing it. Such a good feeling, actually. Anyway, I knew I wasn't going to go into like the jungle. I knew I wasn't going to go too off track. I knew I wanted places where I could access good health care. You know, I was just kind of making decisions. I was making conservative decisions about where we were going to go. There's, there's the Lisa that would just like to throw all caution to the wind. There's the Lisa who is a parent, a solo parent on her own and kind of knew I had to, I didn't want to freak myself and the kids out totally. So I I mean, I'm basically going visiting. (laughs) I'm going visiting people is kind of the way it feels. So in Japan, we knew no one. Japan we chose because my son wanted to go there. Huge anime fan, (laughs) which I've since discovered isn't cool. He's like, mom, could you please not tell people on your social media that I like anime? But we're all friends here and we all know that kids have different interests. One of his is is anime and I will not mention it on my social media, but here it is on the potty. He loved it. We all loved it. Then I decided that I wanted to come back and, and visit my friend Anna from Sweden. I wanted to get back to Sweden. I actually was trying to plan the trip. So we could be here for midsummers because I've only ever been here in winter. I have heard so many amazing stories about the Midsummer Festival that that was what I really wanted, but we missed it. I would have had to have left in June much, much earlier. And it just worked out with the tickets. The far easier way to go was Japan first. So we did that. We flew from Japan direct to Helsinki. It was so cheap. 
the tickets that we got, it was when the ticket, the price for the tickets came through and shout out to Bayview Travel in Brighton who helped me with, with sorting the tickets. When the cost of all of it came through, that was when I knew I was going. Uh, I expected to pay probably double what we paid. But because Finnair fly direct from Asia to Helsinki was much cheaper and because we're starting and finishing our trip in Asia, so starting in Japan and ending in Thailand, Finnair did it really cheaply, so good. So into Helsinki and then coming to Sweden and I'd ne- I've never seen, I spent some time in Sweden, but I've always been so curious about Norway, never been, and I've also never been to Denmark. And so I thought we'd do a little Scandi trip. So into Sweden, we spent a few nights with Anna in Lund and then in Stockholm, which as I record this, I'm in my last night in Stockholm, we're about to head to Norway. So we're doing Norway and then getting a ferry down to Copenhagen overnight and then spending, I think, three three or four nights there. And so we don't – we well, I have a friend who lives in Norway, but unfortunately she is going to be – she's in Australia right now, so we're going to miss her, but she's – set me up with a friend of hers who's going to show us around Oslo for a bit. Originally, the Norway idea was also because my son had a most beautiful friend in grade two. His name was Olaf, and they were like the most beautiful friends. His mum and I just used to look at them and just think, this is love. This is the most beautiful thing we've ever seen in our lives. The purity of their friendship was like something else. Anyway, They live in Norway, but they live about a two and a half hour flight north of Oslo and speaking to her mom and just the changes that have happened for Olaf and where he's at right now in his life, the fact that the time that we were going to be there, he's actually in a basketball camp and it could be five degrees, it could be 25 degrees where they are. We actually decided to, uh, I made the decision not to go and visit them, but that was going to be the Norway reason. But I've just, I've always wanted to see it, just knowing how beautiful it is. So put it on the agenda, kept it on the agenda anyway. And then after our little Scandi trip, I had to get back to Ireland. My dad is Irish. I lived and worked there for about six months. I mean, it's a very, very special place to me. I loved my time in Dublin. I have been back, I've been to Ireland three or four times. No, four, four times. And I I really want to take the kids there. I want them to, I mean, experience where their pop is from. I have a lot of special people in Ireland that I'd, I'd just like to introduce them to. So many of my second cousins have had their own kids and I'd love to meet them. I uh, just wanted to reconnect and, and see people and and show my kids the countryside as well. So we're doing Dublin. We're heading around to Galway. 
seeing some very special people in Limerick and I've never seen the Ring of Kerry so we're doing that and then a little bit in Wicklow I'm back in Dublin and so we're going to spend two weeks in Ireland it's the only place I'm hiring a car and that's going to feel nice I think I'm a bit nervous about driving on the roads but at least it's the right side of the road and knowing that we can we can get around that place without having to to wait for buses and doing all that sort of thing would just feel really good and because we're doing a lot of visiting of people I didn't want to be a burden on on anyone I just wanted to be able to get around and and get to see them so we're doing that which will be lovely and then we're doing London for five nights The kids have wanted to go to London for as long as I can remember, well, pretty much for as long as I was with Party Boy. And as he's from England, he's not from London, but they've heard so many stories. Harry Potter World is there, which is a big, which is basically my youngest, that's her trip highlight. So we've got tickets for Harry Potter World. We will, yeah, do five nights there. And then we fly to Munich. So That's happening on the 3rd of August and the reason for Munich is one of my best friends in the whole world lives there. She moved there to teach at the international school and I mean I'm godmother to her daughter, was at her wedding in Munich, just love this woman. They have a really big house. We're going to use her place as a bit of a base So we leave Europe on the 20th or the 19th of October and fly to Thailand for three weeks before coming home. And so that kind of seven weeks is unplanned right now. I wasn't sure how the kids would be going by this stage, whether we would want to just kind of chill for a while, be in a house with a family, be a part of a a regular rhythm and routine. Knowing that we can do day trips We can do overnight or or two-day trips to so many places. Uh, But, and just from from their house. So we don't have to carry everything. We can just carry bits and pieces and we can explore mainland Europe from there. But my middle child really wants to go to Spain. I would love them. Like, we're definitely doing Paris. Italy is a must. Croatia is a definite as Nick's dad was Croatian, so I'd really want to show them Croatia. I was actually hoping one of his brothers might come over and do that with us, but uh, they can't. So we'll just head there. And I don't want it to be fast-paced. Like For something like Croatia, I want us to just go for a week, have an Airbnb, be, have a little beach holiday kind of vibe I'd love them I'd love to take them to a Greek island really it's going to be about what is affordable and easy at that stage I'm not doing the trip in expensive ways I mean we went to Universal Studios and we're doing Harry Potter World that's probably the most excessive things that we'll do although I think they have in their heads we might be doing Disneyland in Paris but I don't know For me, and just thinking about my children and what I want to get out of this trip, it's not actually about seeing all the sights. 
It's about being in different places and oftentimes it's going to be about the people. Really, like even just living with Anna for those few days, seeing how what Swedish people eat and what they do and how they live and all of that kind of thing, that's really what it's all about. As I said, I'm basically just going visiting <laughs> to some of my favorite people around the world because and, and getting out into nature the top days in places so far have involved just absolutely spending no money, packing a, a picnic lunch and going off, one to a lake, one into the woods. Honestly, that is more what I'm about than all of the seeing all of the sites. There's some cities where absolutely that's what we're going to do, but they can go back and do this, that sort of stuff when they're adults and can take it in a little bit more. I'm interested in having a really good time doing age-appropriate stuff, experiencing places, not necessarily in a touristy way, uh, even although a lot of it will be touristy because we are tourists <laughs> and we want to see cool things. So, so yeah, that's it. That is the way, you know, the, the Thailand thing, we're secretly hoping that some relatives are going to be coming to see us in, in Thailand uh, for that part of the, the trip. And really that was just about seeing something different. Once again, we're going to go north for a bit and then come back down. And I want them to see the beauty of that place and I want us to chill out and relax for a bit. I mean, you know, things still aren't booked for that either because I was really just wanting to see how they travel, what style of place suits us, what pace suits us. We do still have to do school. I'm still working. There's still stuff going on. As I said, it, it, the whole idea wasn't just about like how much can we see and max out every single day for five months. I'm really conscious to not burning out actually and being able to be present enough, I, I already get the sense, you know, you arrive somewhere and think, oh my God, we got to make the most of this. We're here. But that's not actually the point. It's not about doing everything. I, I already know now the feeling of, oh, it's just literally never going to be possible to do all the things. So let's really enjoy the stuff we do choose. And let's also leave space for randomness, you know. Let's just see where things take us. I had no idea that where we were staying in Stockholm was going to be right next to a forest. <laughs> so yeah, we spent the day out in the woods and walking to this lake and foraging for, for blueberries. I mean, what? Yes, give me that. Give me that any time of the day. I'll take it. That is the plan. That is the why behind the first few places. And also why there's a big sort of gaping hole. And I'm not stressed about that at all. I'm actually really looking forward to getting into a bit of a rhythm in, in Munich. And Tony, she's a, a, a primary school teacher as well. So I think the structure in her house her two kids, my kids love, and they definitely missing other kids in some 
in some aspects. So it'll be good for them to see too that they know and really like and the familiarity of, of tones. I mean, you know, they know her. She visits Australia a lot. So that's going to be, I think, really nice. And then we'll see how we go. When we record this, tomorrow will be a month since we left, which is mind-blowing. And honestly, I could never have imagined it would be this good. I was so worried. I was taking a big risk. I was taking a leap of faith and trusting that this calling I had inside me to do this thing was going to be <laughs> the right thing to listen to. And I was unsure, but I did it anyway. And I don't want to be too gushy. I know we're only a month in, but it's exceeded all my expectations so far on every level for so many different reasons that it's hard to even express. I don't even think I'm meant to right now because it's not going to make sense to me probably until until afterwards, but I'm going to keep bringing you my reflections and and things I'm realizing. I mean, the socials is a good place. I'm writing lots of stories there uh, for you to for you to enjoy, and I hope you do. It's an exceptional experience so far. I'm looking forward to this next leg. I'm looking forward to seeing Norway and and Denmark, which I haven't seen before, and absorbing that, and then getting back to beautiful Ireland. Oh, I just want to be amongst that. And then showing them London. I know their minds are just going to be, be blown because how can it not be seeing so many famous kind of places? Oof, that's going to be a, that's going to be a packed out few days. We're only there five nights. And then, of course, getting to Munich. And then I'll be, you'll be coming along with me as I make it up as I go for that part of the trip and I'm really looking forward to that oh I'll be looking forward to a bit of sunshine I think like some some heat we have definitely not had that except for Japan Japan was stiflingly hot holy moly I mean it was that's the hottest I've been for a very long time made me a little bit grumpy in the end but we made it and here in Sweden, today's been raining, but the days have just been delightful, just sort of 20, 21 degrees. Perfection. But not hot, like not European hot. So I'm glad I bought I'm glad I bought my boots. If you were following along on stories, you'll know the drama about wondering whether I should have taken the boots. Of course I should have taken the boots. <laughs> I've been grateful so many days for those boots. And we're not even in Ireland yet. I mean, we're going to be going to Oslo the next few days. It's just looking like rain and about 17, 18 degrees. Not going to stop us. We're here for the beauty. We've got our raincoats coming at you. So that's the story of why these places. Definitely not the trip that I had in my mind in the beginning when I first thought about this idea. Not at all, N not even close, but the perfect trip because it's the one that we're doing. 
See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations on the Road. Hey, if you are a brand and you are looking for grassroots marketing opportunities and to reach the most amazing community of loyal and engaged listeners here at Conversations with Lisa, then I would love to share details of our partnership opportunities with you. All you need to do is email partners at lisacorduff.com and we will get back to you with the very exciting opportunities. I would love to hear from you and help spread the word about your amazing brand. See you soon.